0: Hello, thank you for listening. This is a story about a better way. I quit school and started working full-time when I was 15 in my family's business of restoring furniture. I haven't stopped. I've never stopped working on furniture. I have a passion for it. It's been almost 40 years. When I was in my 20s, I met someone and also worked in his family's business of landscaping and gardening. We lost a lot in the economy of 2008 and the stress was just too much and we divorced and I started searching for a better way. I was introduced to a company and I quickly became a partner. This company is at the forefront of a new technology that is called biohacking and we are biohacking the aging code in our body slowing the aging process by an average of 40% in 30 days in all mammals. Everyone that I know wants to live a longer and healthier life. I quickly replaced the income of a couple of part-time jobs, and now I help others control their own destiny. Thank you for listening to that story, and I have become very passionate about sharing. So you just let me know if you want to hear about this. You can message me right here on the podcast or you can go to save.lifevantage.com. So that's S-A-V-E dot L-I-F-E V-A-N-T-A-G-E dot com. Save.lifevantage.com. Hello, you're listening to Talking with Teresa, and I am Teresa. Today, I want to talk to you about visiting the Flower and Garden Show in Connecticut at the Connecticut Convention Center. This is the 38th annual Flower and Garden Show. It started out as just a flower show. I remember going and seeing lots and lots of roses. And at the time, I owned a landscaping company with my family and I thought this is a perfect place to show our landscaping designs. And little by little, as we started um, displaying in the center being one of the landscape attractions, um, a lot of people came along and started doing the same. And I've got to say, the exhibits were just beautiful, inspiring. Um, When we walked in, I went with all six of my daughters, because I went with my daughters and their friends, which I consider my daughters, uh, and we walked in and the girls just, you know, they they were zoomed right back to when they were little kids and they helped us to do the uh, displays or they hung around or they ran around the place or they went to go visit, you know, some of the shops when we were in Hartford and different things. Sometimes they were just little tiny babies in their basket carrier things. And um, they just kind of sat behind the <laughs> the landscape display as they slept in their car carriers. So um, this is something that they've grown up with. And I just thought it would be really wonderful to go back and visit. We hadn't been there for many years. And I saw a lot of friends that I had made over the years designing and creating these landscape designs. Um, you know, helping others put up their displays uh sometimes things crashed down, and we all kind of came together to help uh We would share tools um one time somebody shared a tool without telling us, but amazingly, we got it back because somebody saw something and and uh, said, "Hey, you better return that so that was kind of interesting but um it 's kind of funny because uh when I would go to the you know, be at the show for four days. It was wonderful. The news would come in and they would do, you know, they'd show us, they'd interview us. It brought us a lot, a lot of customers, wonderful customers that we began the relationship, began the friendship right there at the show because a lot of our customers, um, you know, we would build a relationship with before, during, after we did the job and it was a wonderful first introduction. Um, but anyway, the, um, The wonderful thing is that, you know, you do all the hard work and then for Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, you would talk to the public and uh, make friendships, like I said, but I also became friends with some of the vendors, which also turned into purchasing a lot of their products and uh, we came home with warmer packs we came home with more herbs and dressings and marinades and jellies than you can imagine. We came home with butterfly garden things. We came home with tools, a lot of tools. Um, the, you know, just as a side note here, the steel uh, company was there with their battery operated, battery powered, made by steel. there are chainsaws and trimmers and blowers and hedge trimmers and mowers battery operated mowers and then all kinds of little small garden shears that again are battery operated this is amazing the technology is is just tremendous on these things they're powerful and I can't wait to get one of each (laughs) each of the things that I need to uh, keep up my landscaping around my own home but uh, yeah, I went home with a lot, a lot of things. So we spent a lot of money, but hopefully we <laughs> we made it back. But some of the um, incredible uh, plants that you would see, some exotic things or not even. So most of them are supposed to be native to Connecticut. Um, I saw a beautiful um, tulip tree, magnolia tree is another word for a magnolia tree is a tulip tree but it was a dark burgundy color and i don't know if you've ever seen a magnolia i've only seen them in kind of a white pink and then maybe a darker pink but this burgundy color was what uh Lenny Giddicks from Pride's Corner called isn't that a seductive color and i thought it was it just seduced me it drew me in i couldn't wait to um look it up and see if i can find one to buy Uh, Some of the well, (laughs) uh, ironically, too, I fell in love with this one guy who was selling sunglasses. He just was so charming and just so nice. And he let our girls, we all, you know, grabbed a pair of sunglasses and we did some photo shoot there right there at the garden show. And he was just so um, engaging and such a good salesperson because he was not pushy in any way. He was very complimentary. And guess what? I went home with a pair of $40 sunglasses. I was not shopping for sunglasses, let alone $40. I buy the cheapest ones that I can find at the at the stores. And I use them and use them and use them until they just wear out. But, well, now I have a, a wonderful pair of blue blocking sunglasses which I did want to get but um so that's the amazing thing you meet a lot of people and there's a lot of different styles some people just kind of step right in front of you and they hand you their information or they slather your hands with something and before you know it you're um you know you're you're kind of like kidnapped but um there were beautiful uh shops with clothing a lot of jewelry some of it uh garden inspired There were a lot of, a lot of art, many, many art, um, artists there doing all kinds of different art and very, very interesting. Um, the Yukon Education Center was there and they're doing, you know, their master gardening people were there and their soil testing and they're talking about that. A lot of outdoor spas, uh, you know, outdoor furniture, very interesting, Uh, There were a lot of things that you could taste, which made me a little nervous being flu season here, but lots of pretzels being handed to me with peanut butters on them and dips and dressings. Like I said, the marinades and the jellies and the jams. It was um, just, you know, pretty, pretty cool to see all that stuff. Lots of salad dressings and marinades and all that Uh, outdoor gardenscapes. um, Uh, artwork I guess, iron, wrought iron artwork was amazing. There was a whole line of people that had purchased this stuff and that were you know doing the flower show and then getting ready to go pick it up on their way home and I thought that was a really cool thing but my gosh they were beautiful bird feeders uh, made out of metals with a screening where you could put the bird seed in Um, Which is wonderful for the finches. They love the um, thistle seed. And it's kind of hard to get a a good container that's going to hold that. Um, Oh my gosh, what else? There were humidifiers there. And um, gutter protection. And raw honey. And there were linens and photographers. Just a plethora of all kinds of things that you would want to think about for spring. And I would have to say that's probably, I think this is just so perfectly timed. It's in the uh, third week of February and you walk in there and when you, you really don't want to walk back outside and see any winter stuff. Fortunately for us, it was kind of a nice day. So we came back outside and it was okay, but it was cold that day. So being in the warmth of the convention center and uh, being surrounded by landscaping and flowers just made you really, really yearn for springtime. And, uh, you know, some of the um, seminars that were there, um, the convention has some seminar rooms, they were just fantastic. Um, If you wanted to learn how to do some of these, you know, Uh, Perennial plantings and uh, some design work and, um, you know, uh, building a habitat for birds and wildlife. There were a lot of people that were talking about uh, different ground covers and there were floral design people there. And um, I think it's just so interesting to uh, combine the two, you know, flowers inside the home and your flower space or your landscape space outside of the home. And one thing that I've always really loved, I really love being outdoors. Um, You know, if I need to be centered, if I'm having a really hectic uh, side hustle life, which I usually do um, to get grounded, centered, you know, one with the universe, all those things, I just need to be in nature. And I need to watch some of the birds and I need to look at flowers and I need to look at leaves and I need to look at the caterpillars and the butterflies Um, I love looking at the vines, not the poison ivy vines so much, but I love looking at that kind of stuff. And a lot of times I'll gather it. When I was a kid, I used to take a walk in the woods and I'd bring a pillowcase, much to my mother's dismay because she had to wash it afterwards. But um, we brought a pillowcase and we threw everything in that pillowcase because if you threw a snake in there, it couldn't get out because it was long and the snake could not crawl out. And some leaves and some, you know, unusual sticks and, you know, some things that I was going to bring back and... Make something out of, make artwork out of. <clears throat> I threw it all in the um, in the pillowcase, and I'd go for a walk, and uh, just come back with you know all kinds of trinkets and whatever I could find. And uh, I still have that yearning a little bit. Uh, so just going out to nature. I don't necessarily bring a pillowcase with me anymore, but I will bring a backpack, and I bring my snacks and my water still. And I'm out there to survive. <laughs> And uh, I, I just love that feeling of breathing in the fresh air, a deep breath and, you know, getting to see nature and listening to the sounds, the birds, the water, the trees. I'm usually looking at a lot of different trees. And one of my favorites is just being under a big eastern white pine tree with all those needles and the wind blowing through it. That just brings me right back to my childhood where I would seek comfort in going out in nature. Um, I saw that one of the best places to go see lavender is on, uh, it's a little unusual, but Roast Meat Hill Road in Killingworth. It's the uh, Lavender Pond Farm. And I've never been there because I've heard about it. Um, I just never knew that it was really that close. It's right here in Killingworth. And that looks really interesting. So that is definitely something I want to do in the summertime when it's nice and warm. And I'd love to go see the bees and see what's going on there. When I go visit my sister out west in Seattle, she's got these beautiful, beautiful, huge lavender plants coming right up either side of her sidewalk. And I actually was so enthralled with it that I was just, you know, pulling on the um, lavender. And she said, watch out for the bees. And I suddenly got stung. I didn't hear her in time. (laughs) That was kind of funny. So no problem. I soaked it out and uh, got the stinger out, and that was that was fine. But I still love, love, love the lavender out there. So I'm really excited to see some of the crocus start coming up. Uh, primroses are something that come up very early or that you can uh, put outside very early. Um, I cannot wait to see some of this stuff poke right through the snow. We don't have too much snow, but we have ice and I don't know if they're going to poke through the ice, but I hope they give it a try because they're strong little things. And, uh, yeah, I got uh, a good sight of some tulips, which are one of my favorites too. And, um, a lot of the, um, things that come out early are, uh, let's see, PJM rhododendrons. That's an early bloomer. And uh, your forsythia is going to come after that and lilac after that. And, you know, there's there's certain protocols that you should be doing just before the spring. You don't want to really be pruning anything. You should have pruned it in the uh, fall. But you can prune um, some of the uh, vines and, you know, different things that, um, that need to be taken care of. Um, it's a good time to do some root pruning. <clears throat> and it's also a good time to start thinking about your maple trees and uh, maybe, you know, tapping for the sap. And I wouldn't recommend trying to um, boil down maple syrup. I leave that to the professionals because they're really good at it and they make beautiful syrup. I really love the uh, the lightest kind. That is my favorite, the thickest kind. But um, uh, the sap from the trees is really good to drink. So maybe you'll just throw a tap in and uh, and see what you can find and drink that water because that's going to be really, really good for you. So um, just, you know, to go back to the memories um, of doing the flower show, um, it was a lot, a lot of hard work, but just an amazing reward. Um, and speaking of reward, there were awards and um, best in show this year was Rob Townsend from Aquascapes, who does an amazing, amazing job every single year. And he's listed number, number one here in the um, catalog, but number two. And just, you've got to listen, I'm going to read, because you have to do a description as you enter this contest, and um, he has Stairway to Heaven, so the theme this year was um, Charm of Spring, so he says here, (coughs) excuse me, this year we are dedicating our display to a close relative and friend, Charlie Dyer, the epitome of charm. Our landscape pays tribute to his legacy and all those who are fortunate enough to have known him. In our display, a nine-foot-tall stairway waterfall drifts from the clouds, representing a stairway to heaven. We use a variety of Charlie's favorite trees, shrubs, and plants, which are just waking up to help set the tone for this year's theme, The Charm of Spring. That, I just think, was so well-written. And there were many, many um, wonderful displays and wonderfully well-written Um, descriptions but I just thought that was really sweet what a um, kind caring person Rob is to um, dedicate his whole display to someone else not to himself not taking the credit Um, he's an incredibly hard worker and he's aging very well I'll have to say Uh, keep moving I think is the idea there and um So there was another one done by the Connecticut Rose Society, and this was actually landscape number one in the display. And it's called Charming Encounter, and it was really beautiful. They had a silhouette of a couple of young lovers, and I just think this was so well written. And I'm going to read this now. Early Twilight. Two young lovers have left the party for an evening tour of the lovely formal rose garden close by. Here are beautiful blooms in their first flush of the spring and their fragrance brings a blush to the cheek of the young lady who cradles a perfumed bloom in her hand. Her gentleman calls to her from behind the garden and they share a secret smile. The fountain delivers a water ballet. The benches are placed in strategic spots to stop for a rest and admire the colors. They are there also to leave one's lovely bonnet, to rest with a book, to balance a glass of wine or to steal a little kiss. Welcome to our garden. The roses will deliver a repeat performance all season long for those who are in love or who have been in love before. It promises to bring back memories of perfection and beauty and offers a spot to make charming new memories for all those young at heart. Ah, how beautiful is that? Uh, I just I love a rose garden there is a beautiful, beautiful rose garden right around the corner from where i live um, it 's uh just an amazing it, it even spans across the street to another little property uh, by this house and I wonder if they give tours i 'm not sure if they do, but um, it is beautiful to admire from the walkway that I go on uh, every once in a while. And that's across the street, and it's just uh, an amazing amount of work. Roses are sometimes easy to take care of and sometimes not so easy. And uh, one of my favorite times of the year is when you can first smell the cottage roses or the, the wild roses that uh, grow on the sides of walkways and trails and in the woods or you know, in your yard. Um, And the raspberry bushes. The raspberries give out a beautiful, wonderful smell, too. But that wild rose smell. Oh, honeysuckle at that time of the year. Those are the first blooming things that just sends me. I can just, you know, I am just thrilled when I can smell some of that. It just fills up my senses. And I would have to say I am so looking forward to spring. While it's not necessarily my very favorite time of the year, or should be because if my birthday is the first day of spring usually, and uh, I, I'm not excited about muddy season. i got to say, I don't mind trouncing through the mud as I'm hiking and running in the woods and stuff. I don't mind that, but um, i got to say, I'm, I'm not excited. I'm not a fan of it. I am very excited to see um the first signs of summer and then the first signs of fall that would have to be my very favorite with a a springtime coming right in there too (laughs) kind of weird i think uh, most people really love the signs of spring but um i'm like okay finally let's get this winter over and done with And so I am going to go and enjoy some winter sports this weekend. I'm going to go up to Vermont where it is snowing right now. And we're expecting some snow here in Connecticut too. But um, I think that's the best way to pass the time in the winter is to find that outdoor sport that you absolutely love. And just go do it. Hop to it. Hike up a mountain. Get all hot and sweaty. And forget that it's even cold out, and enjoy yourself, get breathing, a fresh breath of air, fill those lungs with wonderful, fresh, fantastic air, and uh, hopefully I'll see you on the trail. We recently visited the Connecticut Annual Flower and Garden Show, and it was in February of 2019 most recently and I'd love to tell you the story. So uh, sit back and grab a cup of coffee and you're listening to Talking with Teresa and uh, let me tell you a little bit about my story.